You're listening to the Lifted Life Podcast. We created the show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's episode 128, and today we are talking about how every subject is, in fact, two subjects. And when I had the idea for this show this morning, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was what I wanted to talk to you about today because there's so much power in this topic. And I mean, I'm going to be honest. Every once in a while, I'm like, last week's show was good. Hmm. Last week's show, we nailed it. We really, we really brought it to you. How am I going to meet that or match that or beat that? But I believe we're prepared to give it a shot. Oh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Big shoes to feel. Feel. Man. <laughs> Tell them how you say bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I say bagel like everybody else. Sometimes I say bagel. <laughs> Sometimes it comes out wrong. Bagel. Just like feel. I did live in North Carolina for one year, so I have Give a little bit of excuse. a break. Okay, everybody. It's a very pivotal time <laughs> in my life where I didn't know... Um, what language I spoke and what dialect I should use. <laughs> okay, so grab yourself a bagel and here we go. We got some big shoes to feel. <laughs> okay, so what does this mean that every subject is two subjects? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I just realized I didn't really write down how I wanted to address this. Okay, so take for instance, anything that you want to create, whether it be more money, better health, more happiness, we'll grab those three just to start. And I want you to understand that within the realm of those subjects, there are actually two subjects. There's the having of it and the not having of it. So for instance, you can say, I give so much attention, create so many affirmations about making more money, but I just remain stuck. I keep making the same amount of money. I can't overcome this hurdle. I'm just plateaued at making this much money. And the idea behind every subject being two subjects would be that you are not actually giving your attention to making more money. You are giving your attention to the other side of that same coin, which is not having very much money. So an example could be, um, I would like to make this much money over a given period of time. And then you're looking at that amount and you're saying, yeah, but I'm this much below that amount. Mm -hmm. Like I really want to be up here, but look where I am right now. And I'm just putting all my focus and effort on the gap between where I am and where I want to be. Mm -hmm. For that's, sure. That's what you're talking about. Yes. And I'd love to draw another parallel because some people mm -hmm. are like, oh, money. I don't like money. Money's easy because... It's very black and white, right? It's yeah. either there or it's not. <laughs> right. Whereas like, we'll take another example, your health. Mm -hmm. The subject of health is actually two subjects. It mm -hmm. is the having of the health that you desire and the lack of the health that you desire. And if you're always giving your attention to what is wrong and what you don't want and the space between where you are and where you want to be, instead of the feeling of where you want to be and giving your attention to that, but like I said, giving it to the lack thereof, that is another example of there being two subjects and you're almost tricked into thinking, no, I'm constantly thinking about my health, <laughs> but you're not actually, you're in the realm of health, but you're on the wrong side of the coin, potentially speaking, if you were to believe as I do that every subject is two subjects. Go with this idea of happiness. 
I just want to be happy. I just want to feel happy. Are you leaning into what it feels like to be happy? Or are you on the other side of that same coin, which is that I'm not happy and I'm frustrated and I'm exhausted and I'm burnt out and I am not where I want to be on my happiness scale. I grab those three money, health, and happiness because I think they're one of those subjects you can somewhat relate to, whether it be even you can tweak happiness for inner peace, for instance, like I want to feel inner peace. And I like to use that one because to me, that inner peace is a whole nother uh, coin uh, in regard to like nervousness or anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't want to feel that. I want to feel inner peace. And so even this idea of inner peace, if you're thinking about how you don't have it and you can't create it, and there's this big bridge between you and having it, that in itself is two subjects, the having of it or the not having of it. And that generally what you're saying is the actual definition of desire or want is that gap. Mm -hmm. That gap has to be there. It's, it's okay that the gap is yeah, there. Yeah, the gap has to be there because that's why you have the desire because you want something that's further away or mm -hmm. that you don't currently possess. And I think that's where like you're coming in with this, this ideas. Of course you have this gap. That's why you have the desire, but you have an option. You can focus on the gap mm -hmm. and how far the gap is, or you can focus on the desire of the thing you want. Mm -hmm. I think even the gap is okay at some times, but I think that really energetically, we're not talking about good and bad or right or wrong. We're just mm -hmm. talking about how every subject is two subjects. I think the idea of the gap is a whole nother kind of, it's important. I'm yeah. glad you brought it up. It's more in the contrast realm, I think. Yeah, gap, maybe. But, but it's like, what are you imagining getting towards? Okay, so like, why does this even matter? Mm. Because which side of the subject that we give our energy and attention to will determine our results. So for instance, I learned about this, every subject being two subject from the teachings of Abraham. And I was reading in their book about how for some people that have already created a lot of wealth, but want to create more, it's incredibly easy for them mm -hmm. versus someone who truly needs to create money and abundance and to get themselves out of a tough situation, they will have more struggles, even though they're applying these spiritual laws of attraction and mm -hmm. manifestation. But, so, but I can say personally, being in that situation, the focus on the needs, the problem, like the neediness of it creates that slows that process down when you don't focus on the need. I, I'm not saying you don't, I didn't, and people don't need money, but the focus on the need and the neediness is the problem. It creates an energy of lack mm -hmm. versus the other side of it, which is to focus on the abundance that you want to feel, that you can begin to feel, that you're feeling now ahead of time. It is a, um, it is basically putting your attention where you want it to flow back to you. It reminds me of a book that I once read called The Trick to Money is Having Some. Mm -hmm. And of course the title, you could easily say, yeah, only rich get rich, which is maybe it's true, maybe it's not. But the point of that book was to act like you have money, to think about money, to tap into the energy of abundance and then attract money. And that was, he wasn't so, so spiritual. It was more about, um, just thinking properly about mm -hmm. money mindset mindset. Yeah. So back to the, the book that I was reading, I was saying, why is it so hard for people that are truly needing money to create it? And it is because of that, the lack energy mm -hmm. of, that they're having to overcome. It's not about what is, it's not about being a certain level of intelligence or a certain level of skill. It is more about 
your thoughts and feelings and the energy you create behind it. And so the question was asked in the book, well, what if someone has little to no skill? Can they still make good money? And the answer was that they can, as long as they don't start to judge themselves for the lack of skill, because Mm. as soon as you judge that lack of skill, then you bring in this kind of negative energy about it. So it's okay to be (laughs) oblivious a bit about, um, or just knowing that it's not about someone else is smarter than you. And that's why they're going to create it. Or someone else is, um, just has a, a leg up on you for whatever reason. It's only when you believe that, that then it comes into play. Mm. And so, uh, really, I just felt like it was so good to bring in maybe a personal example too. For instance, if we're trying to grow our business and there's the energy of why isn't this happening faster? Um, what's taking so long? I wanted to be at this point, but instead I'm only here. So all of that feels like I'm focused on growing the business. But remember, every subject is two subjects. So growing our business, um, I'm on the side of the coin that does not produce very quick results if I'm having questions like that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, if I can appreciate how far I've come, what I have created, what we have, the r- results we have manifested, and lean into that energy of enoughness and abundance and um it really is a whole different subject versus, uh, even though they both sound like the same thing, the growth of the business, it's two very different subjects. I've always um, loved the the quote. I guess it's a quote. It's a saying that Jesse Eldreese to always say is, what you appreciate appreciates. I don't know if he actually created Coined it. Coined it, <laughs> but I give him credit. And I always liked that because I always felt like appreciation has a positive connotation. So I want to, appreciate you know build on things that are good but i suppose it also applies to it would i don't suppose i know it applies to everything so if you want to be on the other side of the of the coin or the of the subject subject, um you could appreciate or bring in more of what you don't want wait so we do want we want to appreciate what we want to appreciate what we want to grow right put our attention on okay we've grown this much this goodness has happened this connection was made i guess what my point was i was trying to say is (laughs) i thought that it would only apply to the side that you want but if you're focusing if you're it sounds funny but you kind of are appreciating um the lack because if you're focusing on it you're always talking about it and in a way you're appreciating it and you're getting more of it Right. That kind of reminds me of the next example I have, which Mm -hmm. is when someone wins the lottery, it's very common for lottery winners to lose all their money. Yeah. And the question becomes why, why, why that's what they wanted. That's the, they obviously played the lottery because they wanted to win it. They've said over and over, if Mm -hmm. I win the lottery, I do this and I do that and all the things Mm -hmm. they do, but they oftentimes will lose it all or go back into even bigger debt than before. Mm -hmm. And then the question becomes why? And if you understand that every subject is two subjects, you can understand that even though they physically had the money, they were still energetically on the wrong side of the coin Mm -hmm. of not enoughness. Um, Usually someone who has to or has chosen to create wealth, they've worked through all their mindset blocks because there is a lag in the manifestation process of the law of attraction of thinking about something feeling how you'd feel if you have it, practicing those thoughts, affirming it, and then eventually it comes your way. However, when you kind of shortcut that process and you are immediately gifted with a large sum of money, it doesn't even have to be the lottery. It could be an inheritance. Mm -hmm. It's often the case that um, people will, in fact, lose that money or spend it all or 
it's just somehow it disappears and it could be your stimulus check too <laughs> it could be your stimulus check. if you um have not worked out the energetics of money the energetics of health and healing the energetics of happiness if you are not aware that every subject is two subjects you might just stay on the not enoughness side of the coin and to me that's like the really cool awareness is that every subject is two subjects and i feel like i do keep saying that but it's because i think it's an incredible reminder that we can place throughout our day at any point that we want something we can remind ourselves that every subject is two subjects and which side of the coin am I on the having of it or the lack thereof? Um, you saying that, that you, you keep repeating it, it. It is important. Even though, even as we were talking about this, this, the topic of this podcast this morning, there's been several things that popped in my head and generally I would have went with whatever I was thinking. And I just stopped for a second. Like, well, what side is this? Like, <laughs> how do we categorize this? Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting to be like, hmm, you could keep thinking that if you want, or we could just think about this other. Think about it this other way. Mm-hmm. You would kind of phrase it in a way of, is it positive or is it negative? And I was like, it's not quite like that, in my opinion. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Go ahead. You're not, it's not quite positive or negative. It's simply an isness. There is an isness to the way you're thinking about it. And is that getting you the result you want? Or is it getting you, is it keeping you away from it? It's like an energetics. So are you talking about what I just said about appreciation? Or are you talking no. about what I said before we started recording about positive, negative? Or over coffee when we were talking about I'll the show. both of them now. Um, I believe there is truly, everything's neutral and you apply the positive and negative. Right. So when you say two sides of the coin or two sides, in my mind, it's positive, negative. The, the result you want, the result you may not want. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not, that's not it. Like you said, it's, they're both neutral. Yeah. They both just are. And it's like, is this what I want? Or is this what I want? Um, mm-hmm. We often just think of, oh, it's money. Money is money. It's one subject. No, there's the having of the money and the not having of the money that you. Yeah. Do. Like literally like you do or don't have it. Right. Yeah. It's that ding ding dog. She loves being on the show. She loves being on the show. All right. Let's take a quick break. Thank our sponsor for the week, and then we'll get back to the show. This week's episode is brought to you by Redoxy. It is our ascorbic acid supplement. We do have two doses for that, 300 milligram and 1,000 milligram. If you're new to vitamin C, then you'll probably want to start with a 300 milligram dose. If, however, you've had vitamin C before, then the 1,000 milligram dose is the way to go. I am bringing up this um, product because I haven't talked about it for a while, and I was recently brought to my attention from my sister that anytime she starts to feel under the weather, she pulls out that bottle of Redoxy. And as the bottle indicates, you can take it one to 10 times a day, which is a pretty high dose. But I've said it before on our social media platforms, a lot of the reason uh, vitamin C is not able to be proven as this really amazing um, booster for your health is because they don't always use the right dose in the studies. And we probably won't spend our time running any studies, but we do want to bring awareness to the fact that the dose does matter when it comes to vitamin C. So one more quick thing I want to add is that um, there are people who say, well, that's not pure whole food vitamin C. And that is absolutely true. It is true. It is uh, ascorbic acid 
which is specifically what our cells need to help combat oxidative stress. So um, we intentionally did that. We didn't just uh, glaze over that subject. We spent a couple of years researching and deciding what we thought would be the most beneficial because we do have a small product lineup. We don't want to just add something willy-nilly. We want to be sure it will contribute to mood, energy, and immune health. So that is Redoxy. It is available on Amazon, walmart.com, or directly from our shop. Back to the show. That was my radio voice. I, I kind of like pulling it out. Yeah. Pretty good at it. I, I said true wrong, but otherwise. I, I don't write that anything. down, folks. I just, it comes from the heart. Doesn't it, Tim? Even the intro, we never write it down. I don't read that. I just say the same thing every time. <laughs> okay. So back to the show for real. One more idea I have on this for example list is this idea of I want to have a good day. There's the energy of I want to have a good day, but I'm not because look at all these idiots. <laughs> And then there's the energetics of, I want to have a good day. So I'm placing my attention on things that are pleasing to me, on that which I desire, on that which is beautiful and true, on all these lovely things. I'm placing my desire there because I want to have a good day. So even the statement, I want to have a good day, is two subjects. Every subject is two subjects. So when you say, I want to have a good day, you have to listen to that small, still voice in the back of your mind that says, but... Mm -hmm. It's not sunny enough, but you have all these things you could worry about because there's loose ends on them. Or you can have a good day when you get these things done. As soon as you do this, then yeah. you can. Yeah. It's like a stipulation. Mm -hmm. So even a simple statement is, I want to have a good day. Like lean in and listen to what is after that, because that will indicate to you which side of the coin you are on. Don't beat yourself up about it up about it, just kind of ask yourself, what is the follow-up voice saying and how can I create more of what I want and tune into that rather than um, just allowing it to willy-nilly. I feel like a lot of this is about where are we placing our attention mm -hmm. and bringing awareness to this idea that even something that's positive like health, happiness, or money can in fact uh, be driven by anxiousness or not enoughness or just this energy of of problematicness i think that might be one of the most powerful things i've gotten from a the teachings of abraham is a lot of times you feel like there's a condition so i want it to be a good day but in order for it to be a good day i really need to get up and the sun birds need to be singing the sun needs to be out my spouse needs to greet me properly and like all these things like you, you could make up and then, then when all those conditions are met, then I'll have a good day. Mm -hmm. And they're actually saying the complete opposite. They're saying you wake up, have a good day. Like tap into that feeling of I want to feel like this is a good day. And when you do that, then all the things I listed will actually happen or could happen. They'll fall into place the yeah. way they were meant to right. from your true aligned self. Mm -hmm. um, once again, I, I think that that's a really good point. Just this idea of aligning first. So it's this alignment before action. But even as you're listing the um, two sides, I find myself falling into, yeah, I want to be on the, the side of what I want, but you know, all these things are just not ready yet. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think that's not what we're saying. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I find myself, even though we've talked about this multiple times, I find myself like, yeah, okay. Yes. And as we've said in mm -hmm. another podcast episode, what we practice is what we get good at. So if this is the first time you're hearing this idea that every subject is two subjects, it may take some practice. So let's say you're trying to get your paintings into a gallery. 
but every time you do it or try to do it, it's just you're hitting your head against the wall and you're not making any progress. Every subject is two subjects, so you want them in the gallery, and yet there's the energy of, but I can't. It's not happening, not or fast enough. They're not in the gallery. Yeah, they're yeah. not in the gallery. But how would you feel if they were in the gallery? How would you feel if you landed that? The feeling's what you're after anyway. Right. If you would feel accomplished, if you would feel proud, if you would feel energized and inspired to, to paint more. That's the idea. You follow that inspired action, and you follow those nudges, um, I feel like that is the true energetic of what you want anyway. So it kind of is like that act as if idea. Which is also the answer to your question before. Why do people that all of a sudden get a large sum of money handed to them quite often lose it? Mm -hmm. It's because they never did the work to know that they really wanted the money for the feeling. They wanted to do certain things with it, but they never had the time to do that. They were just given this lump sum and then, they're like, well, I want to feel good. And I thought spending money would make me feel good. And then those actions quite often is they outspend their spending, trying to find the feeling and not realizing that I just want to feel good. And as you said that, I was mm. thinking about this idea of the gap, the in-between. Yeah. And there's one reason why you don't have what you want. We've said this before. Cause you don't believe it or cause you're not ready. Yeah. So we've practiced that. Like how, what would it look like to get ready? I say I want my paintings in a gallery. I say I want to find the love of my life, but is my closet ready for them to move in? Mm -hmm. Do I park on one side of the garage? Do I have everything set up so that when I land that gallery contract that I am totally ready? These signals are the energetics that we mm -hmm. send. Yes, I'm ready. Yes, please. More, please. Thank you. And so on some level, like the getting ready is part of the process mm -hmm. so that you say, I really do want a large influx of money or the love of my life. Then get ready, buttercup. How can you energetically get ready to welcome that which you desire? You can start by practicing feeling what it would feel like. You can bring that energy, the energy of that side of the coin of having what you want and what it would be like. You know me, I, I always like to think of all the contradictions to everything we're saying. Why do you do that? I don't know. I think it's the uh, <laughs> scientific part of me. Okay. It's like you have a hypothesis, now prove it wrong. Mm -hmm. And if you can't prove it wrong, then it's right. Okay. So Do I, you have something? When I was thinking back to my analogy of someone squandering their money away or getting this large sum and losing it, I could see somebody being kind of arguing, like, well, I know someone that, that happened and they never spent a dime of it. They just held it forever. Mm-hmm. That's also not the goal. <laughs> They're also not tapped into the feeling of what they want to generate. I be, would be willing to bet that they don't feel well either. Yeah, or wealthy. Like the yeah, they don't feel wealthy. Though. They feel they still feel scarcity, even though they may have billions of dollars in the bank. <laughs> they don't feel abundant because they feel like they could lose it at any moment. Right. And, and that's also not tapping into into the the purpose or, or the reason why they wanted the money to begin with. Yeah, tapping into the flow. It's mm -hmm. a flow for a reason. Yeah, it's true. I think that there's a lot of ways that it can manifest. And so the real question then becomes like, what would it look like for me to feel the way I want to feel now? What would it look like for me to um, be on that side of energetically in alignment with what I want? Because then it works kind of like a magnet towards you. Like you're pulling towards you your desired destiny because you're so aligned with it that you're a perfect vibrational match to it that it has no choice but to come towards you because you are so ready for it and you are so appreciative of it. And it is just a perfect match. Like you said, that's the work. 
I think oftentimes, myself included, think, no, you have to work really hard, do all these things really hard to be able to get that thing to come to you. And the real true work is getting be, ready, getting ready and being aligned yeah, and trying to, to stay there. And it's not, that takes a lot of effort. It's not something that you just do and it's done. Right. Like you constantly have to check in with yourself and see, am I aligned with this? And am, am I focusing on the feeling or the lack? Yeah. Which is the idea that if every subject is two subjects, what is what I truly want? And am I energetically on the side that will bring it towards me? And that is the work, like you said, mm-hmm. to line myself up with that vibration. That is the work to feel that way and to continue to tap into that and to remember it. That is the work. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a wrap on this week's show. We appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life.